It's time! Drew Doherty and John Harris have their white coats and their goggles on, and they're ready to talk Texans in a different sort of way. Uh, let's go in the lab. You might have thought we weren't going to do this because it's a short week and Thursday night football approaches. You were wrong. Because we go in the lab, come rain, come snow, come sleet, come hail. Come hurricane. Doesn't matter. Locusts, if they come, John Harris, we got them covered. We got it covered. Yeah. Now, training camp's a little different story, but that's yeah, a logistical yeah. problem. That's the only thing. That's West Virginia. So yeah, that that's, that's a logistical them. issue. But, yeah, we're in the lab always. Absolutely. Always. With uh, bubbling cauldrons of all sorts of mixes. <laughs> Texans get another like win. They are 4-0 over the last four. Hey, before we get started, though, remember, check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you're on iTunes... Please leave us a comment. Leave us a star rating. We want to get better. We want you to love us. But most of all, we just want you to listen. And let's focus on one thing. Let's go obscure. There's many different reasons you could point to that win. The ground game getting 141 yards. The turnover margin, three three turnovers, no or three takeaways, no turnovers. That's yep. probably one of the biggest ones. But here's a hidden one, John. Okay, go ahead. Your average starting position for your offense was your own 36-yard line. Ooh, that's, that's a good That's pretty one. dang good. You know where the defense was pinning back and, and getting to start against that Jacksonville offense on Sunday? Their 20-yard line. That's impressive. I most, mean, that's impressive. Most of that is because of special teams, but that's also because of those turnovers too. But yep. you pin them at the 5, at the 1, at the 25 a few times. I mean, you really did a great job of starting them off in poor field position. In fact, let's go over the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven drives for the Jags. They started at their 25, their 25, their 25, their 10, their 5, their 1, and their 25. <laughs> oh, wow. They got a good punt return on the 7th uh, or 8th, or excuse me, their 8th drive. They got to the 47 of Houston. And then you go 16, 20, and 15 again. I mean, you really pushed them back. They were at a disadvantage all game long. All game long, John. And they're not the type of defense, not the type of offense, excuse me, that can work their way out of it. No. Buffalo wasn't either. And if you think about how the special teams in particular have played the last couple weeks, and it was interesting because Bill O'Brien told us in the in the OB show, Drew, and I, I think this is this is telling, I think, about this team in particular. He said to be really good on special teams, obviously you've got to have the right guys in charge. And he feels like he has that with Brad Seeley and Tracy Smith. Mm-hmm. You feel like you got to have the right personnel, athletically speaking, and he feels like he has that. He said, but the last thing is, guys on special teams have to understand what their roles are. And not only that, but that they can impact the game from there. Yep. Because these guys all came to the NFL, if you think about it. Every single guy came to the NFL, for the most part, not kind of kickers, punters, long snappers. Yeah. They all came to the NFL thinking, I play offense, I play defense. And I was the man. In college. And we covered this last yeah. week on this yeah. this very podcast. I mean, same same thought. And they they were exceptional again. I thought, I, to me, there was, I don't know, Bill O'Brien talks about complimentary football all the time. My hidden moment, really, is a 19-yard catch by a guy that really hasn't gotten a lot, a lot of opportunities. Tyler Irvin. Tyler Irvin came in the game because Kiki QT had – had uh, the bulky hamstring, unfortunately. 
He said after the game it wasn't as bad as it's been. So hopefully he'll be able to get back, mm-hmm. not for this Thursday night game, but he'll be able to get back for Denver when we go on the road. We'll see. Hopefully that will help uh, get some time and he can get back on the field. But Tyler had to step up and step in. And he makes that 19-yard catch. And it was 13 to nothing when that drive started. And that was about to be a three and out. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of defense and that's the kind of stadium that needed some life. It needed some juice. And the defense got a three and out and they're running off the field you know, Duval County and all that kind of stuff, you're in trouble. Yeah. But they get to completion to Irvin. They don't do much with it. In fact, they get to third and four. They get to delay a game. They go back to third and five. So the ball ends up at the Houston 44-yard line. But they're able to punt from there. You got they're, out of jail. They're not he punting got you out of 24. Jail. Yeah, Irvin got you out of jail. So Irvin's catch gets you out of jail. Trevor Daniel then punts down to the one-yard one line. A.J. Moore downs it at the one the Jaguars, they got to move out of that end zone. They can't do it on the first two downs. They blitz Tyron Matthew on third down. Bortles has got to move up. Duke Edgeford is making the tackle. Zach Cunningham strips the ball out. Kareem Jackson gets on it. Two plays later, Hopkins touchdown. Ball game. Mm-hmm. To me, that was the sequence of offense, not scoring, but complimenting special teams to give them an opportunity right. to punt it down in. Special teams then, great punt, great coverage. Pin them inside the five. Defense saying, you guys picked this up. We're going to go get the ball back for you. Yep. And then the offense complimenting them saying, you got us the ball. We're going to go get a touchdown. That, to me, was complimentary football laid out on a platter. It was gorgeous. And you know what? You brought up a very good point about that crowd in the Duval County, mm-hmm. and they never really could get going. Do you know right. why, John? Because they had 11 drives. On the eighth drive, they scored a touchdown. But the other ones went like this. Fumble, punt, punt, mm-hmm. punt, punt, fumble, punt, punt, interception, Turnover on downs to end the game. That's not good. You have for them. ten of eleven drives. Yeah, that's great for the Texans. Ten of eleven drives end in sadness. Really? I mean, it's it's interesting to look at the sadness. Drive. You know, my buddies uh, Ty and Dan that do the uh, Solid Verbal podcast. You know, uh-huh. talked about. Oh that. yeah, they they came came up with a nickname, Big Bill Fuller for Will. They Ford, did, which he doesn't like. They they do a dramatic reading of drive charts, uh-huh. which I find absolutely hilarious. They found like this dramatic music. And they're like, fumble! These are the, this is the Jaguars. Fumble! Punt! 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 Fumble! Punt! Touchdown! Punt! Interception! Downs! Yeah. I mean, it's just to hear them do that, when I, when I saw their drive charts, the first thing I thought about was that. Because they got the touchdown on a short field. That was it. Other than that, oh, and the other thing I thought was interesting was their drives. Even that drive, it took them 10 plays to go 47 yards. Yeah. It took them 11 plays to go 40 yards in the first half off their five. It took them four and a half minutes to go 40. Yeah, they just couldn't do anything. This defense was clamped down, so uh-huh. it was it was really fun to watch. Okay, I touched on it earlier, but Texans get three takeaways in that. They don't turn the ball over. First time in a long time they've not turned the ball over. Yep. Okay, so here's what let's, – let's break things down. We always hear, like, you win the turnover battle, you win the game. Right. That's almost always the case. Texans have not done that – all the way this year. They're 2-1 and one when they win the turnover battle. Yep. They lost in week one, uh, even though they were better in turnover differential against the Patriots. But here's here's kind of a breakdown on, on how things are going. On the season, they're plus two. That's tied for 11th in the NFL. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's uh, You know who they're, they're tied with? The Dolphins. We're going to get into that in a oh, moment. Okay. But they started the season, those first three losses. In those three losses, they were a combined minus two. Right. That's, that's lower third of yep. the NFL. They're plus four over the last four. So they're getting getting the ball back. 
and they've been either positive or even in all four of those wins. It's huge. I mean, it really it's it's funny for all the all the work that coaches and teams do to get ready, all the stuff that we talk about, and and obviously we can't talk for four hours about turnovers, but sometimes the game is as simple as that. Sometimes the game is as simple as did you turn the ball over. And then what did you do when you got the ball turned over to uh-huh. you? Did your defense generate them? And obviously the last few weeks, the defense has been generating them. Tyron, just being opportunistic. You know, I don't know that Whitney put a big lick on Bortles, but was enough. But was going for the football. You could tell the way that he, when Bortles was going down, he's punched at it. Yep. And got it out. Clowning gets the football. You know, the other one, Zach doing the same thing. Duke's got him. I'm going to come over to the top and see if I can get the ball out. Kareem then picks up the fumble. Uh-huh. You know, Tyron being the right place at the right time on the interception. So they've, you know, but to me, the biggest thing was the offense not turning it over. And, and Bill and I have talked about this for a while. In 2015 to 2016, I felt like there was only one way that the Texans were going to win games. I felt like it was, there was only, no matter who, no matter who they were playing. Right. I felt like there was only one way to win games. Defense had to be outstanding. Special teams couldn't hurt them. And the offense had to do just enough to capitalize what the right. defense gave them. Not turn over right. the ball. This year, they've won a game 37-34. This year they won a game with 400 and whatever they had against Dallas, 440 or 450 right. yards. Now they didn't score inside of five, but you know they won that game with a lot of offense and then some key plays on defense and stopping the run game. Then the next week against Buffalo, the defense and special teams were absolutely outstanding. And then last week it was kind of everybody pitching in. And the offense wasn't prolific, but it was timely. Yeah, They had some timely drives and some timely plays. And I said to Bill – in some sense, winning in different ways. He said, look, the formula is still there. You still have to play outstanding defense. Your special teams have got to be great. He said, but I think with our offense, the Sean the last couple of weeks has been banged up, so we've probably have scaled back some of the things that we would normally do because he hasn't been quite himself because yeah. of the injuries he's been going through. But we'll get back to that. And I think that's sort of scary for other teams the Texans have got to face this year, that if the offense does start to crank it up, then how are you going to beat them? I want to put a bow on this. Okay. In retrospect, going into that game, it was two defenses, Jaguars, Texans, very similar, mm-hmm. very effective, very yep. productive. Yep. Almost a wash. Special teams, I think you're a little bit better. Yeah. Quarterback position, I think the Texans are clearly better there. Very, yes. And I think that going in, that, that was sort of my thinking. Well, both these defenses are great, but I think this quarterback's a little bit better. And even though he's had his struggles – with the offensive line and with protection, ultimately you've got the better quarterback. I think you're going to win the game, and that's what happened. You know, yeah. and you had those things happen from your special teams. Your defense played the way it's been playing, which, by the way, thirty points allowed, thirty plus points allowed to the Colts, then sixteen to the Cowboys, then thirteen to the Bills, now seven. How about so they've this? gone down each time. The Cowboys only had two hundred and sixty-nine yards. I think it was. Uh huh. The next week, Buffalo two twenty-something. The other day, 259, I think, right. the Jaguars ended up with. Um, and they got a lot of that, as Mark would say, empty calories in the fourth quarter when the Texans are just forcing them to dink and dunk yep. down the field. But, uh, yeah, 259. So, so they've got not given anything up over like 269, 270 in three weeks, which is incredible. So let's talk about this matchup, and let's stick with that quarterback idea. Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler's yes. played well the last couple weeks. But yes. Give me, give me Deshaun Watson. I'm not breaking news there. Right. So, A, that's one advantage. Yep. I think the Texans' defense is playing a little bit better than that Miami defense as well. Yeah. I think the special teams is probably better. Although, 
you got Jakeem the Dream Grant over there, or Speedy. Jakeem the Beast, as they like to call him. Yeah. And uh, he can do some things. But ultimately, I think the special teams unit is a little bit better. And you haven't had to fly. You're doing and getting to play this game at home. I like this matchup, and I like it because this offense of theirs, unless they change things drastically, Miami likes to go out of an empty set very often, and they like to take five-step drops, seven-step drops. They like to get back there. And I like this defense, this Texans defense, against an offense like that. I agree with you. I think they may try and speed that up. I think that's... If they're smart, they will. But that there's also a problem with that because that forces Brock to speed up his processor, and I don't know if that's the right thing that they want to do. The other aspect for Miami is it appears there will be no Albert Wilson and there will be no Kenny Stills. Mm-mm. So you're right, Jakeem Grant is going to see a lot of time, and he's going to be problematic, and I think that's one of the things they're going to try and do. If the Jaguars had any success at all, any, it was on some shorter crossing routes, taking their guys – trying to, you know, Texans in man coverage or a match coverage and guys getting matched up. And that that's a pretty, I don't want to say fail-safe, but that's a good way to get a quarterback going. And that's really what they did with Cody Kessler. And, when and it's Brock a good was, way to get Brock going. When he was successful, he was most successful with the tight ends the season he was here. Right. The tight ends have never had the production in terms of number of catches, number of yards uh, receiving as a unit. Other than that, that, that 2016 was the best tight end production yep. of all time in yep. Texans history. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with Brock, there are going to be certain throws that you know he can't make. But I think in this building, these fans, seeing him and just knowing I, – I just I hope the fans are like, defense, we're going to help you out all night long. Yeah. Because be you're going to need juice, and we got it. We know you need the juice because you're just playing on a short week. We got you. We got you covered. And I think that's going to be something that carries them through. But I think the other thing, too, is they can't get away from Drake and Gore either. I mean, they, they can't. I mean, that's a that's a huge, huge issue for them if they if they just completely go the other way from them and say, oh, we're going to be – they got to try and run the football, if at all possible. But if they don't run the football, expect them to throw the ball to Drake in particular out of the backfield. He's the one guy out of the backfield that can be – very, very difficult to cover. Don't forget about Danny Amendola either. Very true. But he was limited in practice, so yeah. we'll see what he's got on a short week. And, oh, by the way, we're doing this podcast on Tuesdays. The Dolphins have already flown here. Yeah. They decided to come a day early. So I don't know where they're going to practice or what they're going to do, if they're going to do in their hotel room. But, you know, good luck with that. But, really, this all comes down to the hinge point for me is just harassing Brock Osweiler, letting him make mistakes. Because I think he will make a mistake or two. Well, yeah, if he plays like he, he has in NRG Stadium before, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's all Go I got to say. That's all I got to say. True. Nice job, buddy. Always good going in the lab. It's an abbreviated version. It's an abbreviated week. And uh, my abbreviations are AJD. Your abbreviations are John. What's your middle name? LH. JLH. JLH. Lewis. For, for Lewis, that's right. Not Larry. Not yeah, Lawrence. not Larry. No offense to Larry's, but no. John Larry. I got an Uncle Larry. He's funny. John Larry wouldn't have gone well. No. Larry Joe. Would have worked like Larry, Larry Joe, Joe Bird. Harris. Yeah, yeah. Larry Joe Bird.